Yes, this is a bug again. I want to uh, give a shout out to all the third down specialists. Remember that from back in the day. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all those guys because I do believe that you could uh, actually play in today's game with the way they have uh, opened everything up. Uh, those third down specialists were people like uh, Preston Pearson, uh, Terry Metcalf, Terry Metcalf Jr., uh, Mercury Morris, uh, Jim Kick. Larry Seipel, and Rocky Blyer, third down specialists that were really, really good. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is GP. This is The Bull. This is JC. This is Flash. This is Denny Hendricks. And you are listening to... And you are listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the Run and Gun Podcast. What's going on? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, welcome, folks, to another episode of the Running Gun Podcast. It's coming through a lot clearer this time. But yeah, before I get into this with you, JC, uh, this is something I wanted to share with you here. So, Doctor Fauci says sports can take place this summer, but they must have oh. empty stadiums. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else to me. Never mind. Uh, honestly, I don't think it's a good what to have sports without people. I mean, just to have sports in general, you're just endangering players again. Like you might as well just wait till this blows up. I see. I see what you mean too. But see, the other thing about it is, is like they're saying that. We're going to test all the players and all their families and plus like all the concession workers, which I don't understand why you need to test concession stand workers if you're not going to have fans. But. OK. What? And then, uh, what? But what, let's say, I don't know. What if Tom Brady, for Christ's sakes, test positive for coronavirus? What you going to do then? That's true. That's true. You got a good point. It, it just doesn't make sense because then you have these players who have been paid for whatever. It sounds like a slavery thing, but whatever. They've been paid for, they've been paid, and now they can't play because this coronavirus thing ain't blown over yet. There's no cure, and he can't be nowhere near the, the stadium for these healthy players and the Bucks to do good and all that and then it's just going to be a whole lot of outcry like there's no point that's true that's true but speaking of uh speaking of no cure that's the other thing i was going to share with you is oxford college in over in the uk uh they've said that they are 80 percent confident in their new vaccine that could be ready by september okay september and then there's this other there's this other temporary fix um that is out right now that has that's had COVID nineteen patients recovering quickly after getting experimental drug. It's called rem remdesivir. Uh, well, look, until it's out of trials and it's foolproof, yada yada yada, 
there, it makes no sense to try and make moves doing stuff until you have that because you're just endangering people. That's like being an idiot walking out in the mall and with no no mask on. Like, there's no point. I feel that because, you know, they are. Do yourself a favor. Sit down. Shut up. I feel that because they done already opened up the beaches. If you haven't already, if you've seen that picture in Jacksonville, I hope that's not an accurate picture, but they already opened up the beaches at, down up in Jacksonville. And just sit down, shut up, and 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 just just take it. Like you just have to be able to sit down and go through this quarantine stuff so that we can eventually, sooner rather than later, start to be able to do stuff again. So true. So true. But you have to let it return to normalcy. You can't force normalcy. That's true. In this type of a situation. Honestly, yeah, you you can't force normalcy because people don't know how to force normalcy the right way. I don't even know if there is. Granted, you want to go to the store? Okay. Hang out six feet apart from each other. You want to go to the beach? I guess you're going to wear less clothing and be exposed to a lot more things. In that case, hang out 12 12 feet apart from each other. Exactly. Like, okay, uh, you want to go to a party? Stop being stupid. Like, really? Yeah, I was going to say a party. You can't. No, you you can't. You can't do that. Like, sure, you can go on a long beach walk by yourself with no one else around you, all that type of stuff. But really like you're gonna go places that you know are full and then nobody wants to be the one to be like well i'm gonna leave because there's too many people here tis true tis very 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 true but let me get off my ranch here. <laughs> you gotta hurry this along yeah i feel but um let's go right in, right into it mlb uh Yankees co-owner Hank Steinbrenner dies at the age of 63 after a lengthy health issue. It was not coronavirus related. It was just a lengthy health issue. He was George Steinbrenner's oldest son. Sad day for the Yankees and just a sad day for baseball. Sad day. Sorry for you lost. Yeah. And also two league celebrated Jackie Robinson day online. They couldn't because this would have that this past weekend would have been Jackie Robinson day and stuff like you know but they couldn't celebrate the way they wanted to but you know i mean they still made sure that he was recognized that was good that is good yeah it's always good gotta keep up the history true uh another thing we got going here is uh the nba i don't know if you've i don't know if you've heard about i don't know if you're gonna watch it but uh the chicago bulls the last dance 90s documentary begins on april 19th 2020 it's a 10 episode event so like michael jordan was saying you know he's worried that he might be portrayed in as a horrible guy because of the way he acted in that documentary or the things that are going to be seen in that documentary everybody know already see that's the thing not everybody knows because I hate to say it like that, but if you around sports and you actually know sports, everybody know that Michael was kind of a dick, right? Oh yeah, of course. Fiercely competitive, talked a whole bunch of shit, fought people, all this, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. All right, 
So you probably don't want to be friends with him, but I bet you you want to win a ring with him. Of course. See, no, see, here's my thing. Here's my thing with that. And this is why I'm glad that we are finally seeing this documentary. And again, I was watching Shannon, Shannon and Skip Bayless earlier today, and they were talking about it because they were saying, you know, Shannon Sharp was saying, you know, why did he wait so long to drop this? They were like, oh, because, you know, LeBron James, people trying to say LeBron is better than him and stuff and all that, which I, I do not think at all. I think I think Michael Jordan, just based off the era that he played in, a lot of guys in that era, I'd even say maybe Patrick Ewing and Scottie Pippen as well would would dominate today's game. But, you know, I mean, I think it's like what what went on back then is you're going to see in that documentary what separates basketball in the 90s from basketball today. And you're going to see what also separates. I mean, go ahead. That's, that's why I kind of don't believe in greatest of all time comparisons because you have the different eras of the league. You have different play styles. So true. Different positions who are getting different looks at in different uh, different eras. And it, it's just, it's non-compatible to me. I feel that because I'm, because here's here's my thing. Here's my thing, and this and this is why I think the the whole the whole sports world needs to sit down and watch this documentary. Sports, in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure you would agree with me, be whatever sport it is, has gotten so soft. It's gotten soft. Football's gotten soft. Basketball, everybody's friends, and you 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 know for sure. Back in, I want to say is the early 2000s and well throughout the 90s. Sports was not a nice guy thing. People weren't cool with one another. Like they were friends, but they were still competing with one another and friendships were broken on the playing field. People I mean, didn't like each other. You gotta like, think about it like this. You have I, I hate to chalk it up to this, but like you have what's the word I'm looking for? I guess globalization is almost the word that I'm looking for, but not necessarily. It's just you have social media and people meeting yes, other yeah. people that they wouldn't have met before unless they were playing a game against each other. And when you play a game, you get mad competitive. You you be like, no, ain't nobody stopping me. Point blanky, blankety blank, whatever you know. And then you also have to think about the fact that towards the end of the 90s and hell, even the early 2000s, then the thought came that, wow, this game is getting a really rough and it's yeah. kind of dangerous. But Basketball, the game ain't for the faint of heart. You know that. I'm a little, I'm a little 50-50 on basketball because to me, basketball isn't as dangerous as a football. Oh, um, of course. True, true. I, I agree with you, though. But yeah, you get the knee injury, things like that, but you know, you every once in a while you see a broken leg, but that's like a highly rookie thing. But um, I don't, to to me, bat, rough basketball is a whole lot different than rough football. I mean, you play football with me. Um, rough football can get dirty. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it can. It can. Because like, I mean, bottom of the pile, they throwing punches. You know, yeah. side space. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the the game of football was nastier the further back you go. Same thing with the game of basketball. The further back you go, the nastier it was. But like, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there, there's so many things you can factor in with it. But um, Shaq says that his three peat Lakers, the the same team that three peated from 2000, 2001, and two thousand two, would beat the would beat the Chicago Bulls in their prime. 
So he's 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 targeting that seventy that seventy two and ten team that the Bulls had. But think think about it, this is the same guy that said he was terrified of Michael Jordan while Michael while he was in Orlando and Michael was in Chicago. So I'm just like. I'm like, look, I mean, in 1998, we were supposed to we were supposed to get that matchup between the Lakers and the Bulls with Kobe Bryant and all of them, but they lost in the Western Conference Finals. So we were supposed to get that matchup still. It just I mean it, it probably would have been a, a good game. It would have, but I think the Bulls still would have beat them. Because the Bulls beat the Jets. The Bulls beat the Jets. Too much. Yeah. It was just too it's too much. True. You hate to but say it. That team was kind of stacked. Which one, the Bulls team? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. You hate to say it like that because a lot of people don't know the names of some of those guys. All they know is Michael Jordan, Scottie Scottie Pippen, Pippen, Pippen. Steve Steve Kerr, and Dennis Rodman. But I mean, they barely know Steve Kerr. Uh, People know Dennis Rodman, but it ain't for it ain't for playing for the Bulls. I'm gonna tell you that. That's true. Oh, yeah. See, the, the, um, people, the guys that people don't know is uh, Bill Winnington, Tony Kukoc, um, Ron Harper. Those mm-hmm. guys. People people don't know those guys that were coming off the bench. Like those are the guys that people don't know. But um, as I digress here, uh, their dynasty lasted from 1989 to 1998. Mind you, 1989 and 1990. Or the two years that the they couldn't get by the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, those First were the, yeah, those were those um the Jordan rules teams where they the bad boys yeah, and when and boy when they thing came to an end they I want you to go back and look at the highlights of the end of the game of what happened when when the Bulls finally took them down to get to the ninety one NBA Finals. Oh but, yeah, uh, the team blew up. I know. I've no, no, seen no. the documentary. I've seen oh. the games. Oh no, 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 no! It, it ain't the fact that they blew up. It's the fact that they walked off the court. But like, oh yeah, no, I saw. With like three minutes left to go in the game. I saw. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was referring to. But um, their dynasty lasts from 1989 to 1998. Uh, the next best dynasty. These are the the other best dynasties in in the world of sports. That come close. The Celtics won 11 titles from 1957 to 1969. The Montreal Canadiens won five straight Stanley Cups from 1956 to 1960, four straight from 1965 to 1969, and then four straight again from 1976 to 1979. And then the other one is the Lakers winning three pairs of five titles. Five titles from 1949 to 1954, five again from 80 to 88, along with eight Western Conference titles, and then five titles from 2000 to 2010 with seven Western Conference Finals titles in that span. So, honestly, um, where would you place the Bulls dynasty amongst the, the greats, the great dynasties in the world of sports? Now, before you get fought, you know you have to mention the Patriots, right? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna mention the Patriots. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention the Patriots because the Patriots had a good run from 2001. Really, you could say that that Patriots dynasty started in '96 with that first Super Bowl that they went to that they lost. But that was, I mean, against Green Bay because, like, that's 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 my opinion of it. 
But yeah, I would say the I wouldn't actually start to say that, but I, I'd say it started first, first uh, Tom Brady's first Super Bowl in two thousand and one. One, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it started. I still say it started in '96 because you still had a lot of core pieces of the of the Patriots defense on that '96 team, like Willie McGinnis and those guys, and they just carried over and ran on until two thousand and eighteen, but. Yeah. Um, that's my opinion. But where, where do you where do you rank that? I mean, honestly, I guess you have to rank it one because of the the pop culture factor of it. That like, is, it's true. just so big. Like yeah. everybody yeah. knows. It's like if it ain't if they ain't talking about the Bulls, I guess they're talking about the Patriots. If they ain't talking about the Patriots. They're certainly not talking about the Celtics. They probably talking about either the Lakers or maybe uh, maybe Montreal, right? Like yeah, depending on what sport you like. I mean, but like other than that, I mean, because I'm gonna tell you that if it, in the NFL, like if they're not talking about the Patriots dynasty, they're talking about like the Steelers steel curtain dynasty or like the Cowboys dynasty in the '90s. That's what they're talking about. But, you know. Yeah, but nobody likes to mention those because of Jerry Jones. So, we're going to skip that one. You're still taking shots at Jerry Jones. I'm Always. Dead. But, uh, yeah. Pay that press. I feel that. I agree. But, yeah, you 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 know, um, that, that Bulls team, they were they were the first ones to, you know, make, make basketball internationally popular. So, and then plus the, the time frame that it, we were entering an age of, you know, technology and word was getting out more. And that was the team that was hot. So, and plus everybody was wearing bulls gear, no matter if they like the bulls or not. And they still do it to this day. So you got to give it that. But uh, let's, let's move on here. Um, Fam, you news. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen it on, I don't know if you have seen it on Twitter but I've been doing a top 10 running backs list and I've been looking at the numbers closely and kind of breaking it down as best as I can. So I don't pay attention to Twitter. Oh, you, oh okay. See, see, so yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fill you in on this. So the top 10 running back list so far, starting with number 10 was uh, Antoine flowers from 95 to 98. He's probably one of the more versatile running backs to come through FAMU. After him is at number nine. Uh, from 1992 to 1995, Kwame Vidal came up four carries short of breaking the in, the FCS record for most carries in a game against Tennessee State. Uh, he had 53. The record was 56. If he had got 57, he would have broke the record. But he was split in time at running back, so he couldn't. Uh, at number eight was Amir Rasul from 1988 to 1990. He ranks eighth all-time on FAMU's rushing list, and he's also the last running back out of FAMU to be drafted. Uh, James Rackley comes in at number seven from 1971 to 1974. He ranks fifth all-time on FAMU's rushing list with 2,611 yards. He's tied with Willie Gallimore for the for the most rushing TDs in a single season at FAMU with 15. And then Ike Williams from 1976 to 1978. He's he's from Tampa. He went to plant. No, he didn't go to play. He went to Hillsborough High School. Ranked seventh all time rushing in FAMU history with 2,077 yards. And also won a national championship in 1978. That first national championship team. 
But yeah, so far that is that is the list of running backs so far. There's more to come. There's more as we get into the modern age. But I mean, I, I had a tie for first on that list. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also too, there's another thing Fami's doing, which I think is long overdue, is they're trying to petition to get Ken Riley into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. And I'm, I'm going to just break down these numbers for you, and then I'm going to let you – and then you can tell me how you feel if he deserves to get in or not. Uh, he played 15 years with the Bengals. This is back when I want to say the Bengals were pretty good. Played 207 games. He started 201 of those 207 games. He had 65 interceptions and 18 fumble recoveries. He returned five interceptions for TDs. He had 596 interception return yards, and he currently – has the fifth most interceptions in NFL history. Everyone everyone around him, above him, and behind him, for the most part, is in the Hall of Fame. Like, Paul Cruz is first in interceptions in the history of the league. He's in the Hall of Fame. And I believe uh, Robert Woodson, no, Rod Woodson, is behind him in interceptions in a career, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So my thing is, is you know, I would say it, it, it's time to get Ken Riley in. He's he's top five in the NFL in NFL history still to this day in interceptions. I'd say you put him in. Put him in. Do it. Somebody get that man a a, a gold jacket. I agree. And then the fact that he the fact that he did it with the Bengals too that that tells you everything you need to know. That makes you deserving on its own. Also, also too, I'm going I'm to hit on this before I go back to the NCAA. Remember how we were talking about the XFL? Huh? Yes. You ain't going to believe this. Because, boy, your boy, your boy Vince McMahon, boy, he to the X. So you already know the XFL fought for bankruptcy. The WWE owns part of the league, 23.5 of Class B stock. Among the creditors, all the people they owe money to are Bob Stoops, who they owe $1 million to, Mark Trestman, who was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers, they owe him $777,000. They owe Ticketmaster $655,000. They owe all the other coaches $583,000. And then they owe the MetLife Stadium lease is $368,000. They owe all this money to all these people. Hmm. Interesting. That's why they were saying that a return is highly unlikely right now in 2021. Well, they did file for bankruptcy. Yeah. That pretty much stopped it right there. Yeah. I was gonna say I don't I don't know how they come back after having to pay all these coaches. I don't know. The dream is over. Yep. And the, the dream and is the dead. thing about it is is like it didn't it didn't end because it sucked. It ended just a oh, it ended because it ended because of a virus. Coronavirus. Yeah. Like it, it was doing good in its second in it, in its second stint. I remember the first stint it, it, it sucked. The second time around here it, it just ended because of a virus. Hate to see it. Hey man. All you all you can say to that one is I should have had some, some coronavirus insurance. Yeah, for real. You should have. Um, Would have made you a yeah. kill. NCAA news. 
Fabian Lovett, and I don't know if you heard about this story. He transferred to Florida State after announcing his plans to transfer from Mississippi State. He had announced he was transferring, I believe, a few days after Mike Leach had tweeted a photo of a noose. I don't know if you heard about that. I have not heard so about So Mike Leach tweeted a photo of a old lady knitting uh, what was supposed to be she was supposed to be knitting a sweater but she was knitting a noose and it sparked a lot of controversy he immediately deleted it and like knowing the history of mississippi with lynchings and stuff it kind of drove a lot of people the wrong way and a lot of his players kind of like it ruined the relationship with him and his players so this guy right here star defensive lineman for the team fabian lovett announced he was transferring and so now it's caught the eye of a lot of people saying it was a fireable offense, but because Mississippi State's so desperate for a coach, they won't fire him and things like that. So, yeah, the, it was it was pretty messy. I understand. Um, it's, it's just a, it's a shame, man. It's yeah. A shame. I was going to say, I would, but, you know, like I, I said on an earlier podcast, that wasn't Mike Leach's first encounter with, you know, ad- adversity. Texas Tech got rid of him for um, for uh, abuse to a kid, and then you know there's other things that have happened. If you go you go check his his rap sheet, you know it's and then the thing about it was if you hit on it, he's he has a degree. He has a, he has a degree, so he should know what he was doing before he was doing. It. I mean, you have to have some kind of common exactly. sense. Honestly, that's that's just what it's showing—the lack of confidence. Exactly, and then you know, you should know the history of the state that you're in with the history of lynchings. Hey, man, a lot of people—they uh, what is it? They feign ignorance. True. So true. The Cincinnati Bearcats have dropped their men's soccer program. Could we see more universities drop the sport that makes the least amount of money? And is is there just more behind the scenes, or is there just more behind the scenes going on with Cincinnati? I feel like it was a little bit of both. I mean, yeah, think about it. Schools have sports to make money. Yep. Pretty pretty much. That's that that's it's just what they have. Uh, it's what it's for. You know, it's it's not really for anything else. It's just that it happens that players can also go and make money if they're good enough and show out. Yep. That's pretty much all it is. Yep, I agree. I agree. But um, also, two commissioners tell Vice President Pence college sports won't come back until students return to campus. College, I mean, this is my personal opinion. Colleges should reopen in the fall if we're meeting the criteria for what's going on. But everything needs to be online until we find the vaccine. That's my take of it. I think you should be able to still stay in your dorms as long as you maintain social distancing, have your classes be online. If you must have a class in person, it's got to be a small group. Or at least until you get to phase two of what's going on. Yeah, I, honestly, I I hate online classes, and 
I know there are other people like me who dislike them because it doesn't fit their learning style and such. I mean, I believe in, I guess, small class numbers and, and trying to space it out based upon um, based upon whoever is um, people on campus and, you know, having to like fix it and everything like that. And uh, I feel like that situation, you just have to find a happy medium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I, I would, that's just me. I feel like, you know, if there's going to be, there needs to be more seats available for classes that are online. And then there's going to be probably less seats available for classes that are in person. They're going to probably, you know, at least cut the number of certain classes in half. They they have to because my that's my thing is like yeah. well I'm gonna well, let you go first. It all has to do with uh, sorry I don't mean to cut you off, but it all has to do with spacing, right? So let's say you take you would have a certain amount of classes, right? And now you space them out more according so, and let's say maybe you split the classes in half, and um, let's say you do yeah. something like that, right? Um, you take each class, split it in half, put them at certain times at different parts around the uh, the campus, so that you don't run the risk of a whole bunch of people congregating in one area. I agree with that. I feel like something like that can that. be worked out. Um, will they do it? Probably, probably not. Um, it just it all depends. True, because like, because like my that's my thing is like, look. You you have to find a way to work around this until you are you have a full vaccine and also at the same time too if you want to see college sports have a chance at returning, you got to find a way to work around it. So that's why I, that's why I say you know, and I think this needs to happen regardless. Classes for the most part need to be online, and all that. That that's my thing. So I'm I'm, I'm just saying. Plus I think too you know kids need to you need to open the campus back up for those that need to work. Because, I mean, and then there's going to always be that there's certain situations where kids need to go back to campus and see, you know, what is my financial situation looking like? Am I going to get my financial aid? Sit down and talk with the advisor, but maintain social distancing. So I think that's why you got to be able to still have the campus open and things like that. Yeah, it, it's just trying to find a happy medium and whether or not it's it's actually feasible. I agree. I agree. All right, what, uh, what's next? What's next? We gotta, we gotta blow through here. I have meetings. I'm, I'm a busy, yeah, he's busy a, he's individual. A, he's a very busy man. If y'all had noticed, that's why he was gone for a while. Uh, Chris, Christian McCaffrey is now the highest paid running back in NFL history after inking a four-year, sixty-four million dollar deal. I saw that. It's, it's honestly a good deal. He's a, he is basically. It is his team. Um, he's young. He's what twenty three. Like, he's like twenty three. He's incredibly young for a running back on his uh, first big contract. So it's a good investment. Yeah, he he's twenty three really years had old. Any injury issues. He'll be twenty four in June. Now it does bite you though that you get rid of a great quarterback. Yeah, see, honestly, I was I was saying that too. Is I feel like. I've, I've, like that, that defense right now, I wouldn't trust it because it's been it's been blown up and taken apart. Like you, you've lost so many players. 
you've lost so many good players. And then at the same time, yeah, now you don't got rid of Cam Newton. You've only got you've got Robbie Aaron, you got Robbie Anderson, uh DJ Moore or CJ Moore, whatever his name is, Curtis Samuel and Christian McCaffrey to get the ball to. You've only you got four weapons on offense and then Teddy Bridgewater. My thing is is now pe- people are gonna game plan for that. And you this, yeah, exactly. Easily. I mean, because now it's the consensus is that um it's yeah, generally going exactly. to Christian. And then, Catholic, you know, right? plus, plus the thing about it too That's is it's like look, whenever someone it. get paid big money, they start game planning for him and they're gonna be extra motivated to play against whoever that is. The main is so now it's like okay, Christian McCaffrey exactly. got a mark on him. So I'm be, so let's be real. Team's gonna start game plan to stop Christian McCaffrey, which means now he he already technically has a mark anyway, and he he kind of showed up a, a bit, but you still didn't hear much about him. That's true. Through the season. That's true. From from his first yeah, season, right. I agree. Because like now with with that, because teams are gonna start game planning more. That means now. The pressure falls on Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. Them three guys at receiver got to step up. They got to step up. And I don't know if they can do it. Teddy Bridgewater, hopefully with Teddy Bridgewater. Hopefully the fact that Teddy Bridgewater has Joe Brady in Carolina now helps out. Hopefully. In my opinion, unless they have a really good game plan, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, of course, yeah, I was, yeah, I, I, I fully agree with you. I fully agree. I... A bomb, which he's going to take the full, the full brunt of the explosion because everybody's going to be like, "Oh, they suck." Yeah, exactly. And they're going to be like, "Oh, right? well, just because he was, he was only good because he was in New Orleans with Sean Payton and Drew Brees." That's what they're going to say. Because I mean, the Panthers, I've heard, won the tank for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how true that is or if that's even going to be possible because, I mean, I still think Carolina could win four games, and I think there's going to be someone out there that's going to be worse that's going to win less than four games. That's going to need a quarterback. I, I think they could win five or six. I mean, you have to think about trap games. You have to think about home games. Uh, you have to think about just that that sort of aspect. You have to think about games that's where the true. game plan just that's actually true. works. Because I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the games in their division that were kind of sometimes toss ups or easy games. Like I don't think that the Bucks games are going to be easy for them anymore. Uh, Atlanta won't be easy because they don't have they don't have any corners that can stop Julio and Ridley. So I mean that, and then you could forget the Saints games to be honest, unless they just catch freeze on a bad day. I, I, I don't think they're going to yeah, get those so wins either. in the division if they. It, but I, I think they might get those wins. Like they, they play the NFC. Else. They play the NFC North this year, and then they also play the AFC West. So they, I, I feel like they can get those. I think out they could get the, the AFC West, NFC. If they North, get anybody, I feel like they could get difficult. like the Raiders. Probably, I think they could beat the Raiders. I think they could beat the Chargers. I think they could probably beat the Broncos, and then they could probably beat the Lions. Those are the four games I think they could win. Yeah, but the other ones, there two more, one or two more. I, I don't, I don't know how to see. But uh, and then division, division games are. If they're going to get anybody in their division, anyway. it's going to be 
it's going to have to be, you know, at home in Charlotte. I don't think they're going to go on the road and beat anybody. But uh, let me move on. Uh, Roger Goodell is going to announce the draft picks from his house, which probably means no special speakers will be coming in from Make-A-Wish or former players will be make will have a chance to kind of make picks. I mean, they, they might do that. I don't know. It might be from remote remote locations. We'll see. But I don't know. From what it looks like, Roger Goodell's going to be making all the picks from his house. I mean, hey, if it, if it happens, it, it happens. But it's what needs to be done in order to uh, keep the situation uh, to a coaches minimum. Coaches and talent evaluators have broken down a serious amount of film more than any other year because they've had no chance to do private workouts and no pro days. So, I mean, it, you you know, film study's been at an all-time high for a lot of these teams. I think, I think, and I've, I saw this on NFL Network, you're going to see a lot of teams try to play it safe with what they do now for the draft because they haven't had a chance to sit down with these guys in person. I mean, you have to. It's, it's basically, it's, I hate to say it, it's almost yeah. basically oh, yeah, like it is. recruiting it from is. high school. There's no workout. You, you just talk to him on the phone. Maybe, you Maybe do you've talked to him before in person. Call. And you look at the film. Yeah, and then you look at the yeah. film. And you're like, yeah. okay. I mean, I think probably I like this is going to be the draft class we look back on. That's probably going to be like, you know what? He probably should have gone there. Or he probably should have gone there. But we'll we'll see with time. Um, also, the Colts have unveiled a new uniform. The Colts unveiled a new uniform. The Browns unveiled a new uniform. The um, the Patriots are getting ready to unveil a new uniform. Everybody's bu- and also yeah, the Chargers are getting ready to unveil new uniforms. Everybody's busting out new uniforms. The Colts really they just went to a new logo with a new word mark, but the number and also the numbers look very 1950s ish on their jerseys now. For the Browns, they went back to a traditional look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. The only one I'm really disappointed in is – actually, two I'm disappointed in are the Rams. The Rams? I, I haven't seen the Rams in uniform. What does it look like? Oh, the logo. Yeah, the logo, I know. The uh, logo. The Bucks? I mean, look, that's what a lot of people wanted. A lot of, a lot of people wanted that traditional look back. Nah. Because they had an opportunity to bring back man the cream school the cream school's coming back in twenty twenty one anyway. Well, yeah, with the helmet rule, but as like the actual uniform and change the logo and look good and actually look different, so you can distinguish. Oh, them don't from, worry, you won't be able to Falcons. distinguish them from the Falcons now. Believe me, with the the Falcons have brought back the Fubu jerseys. Well, yeah, I mean the black, but like it's just still. I mean, they're not really. If they're gonna borrow from old ideas, then you might as well reach back to the one that everybody likes, which is the cream sickle. And uh, what's his, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Bucko Bruce. There we go. Yeah, Bucko Bruce, man. Like it's while it was much maligned when it was originally there. A, the nostalgia, or B, the new age fashion sense has made people like, ooh, I like the creamsicle. I don't know if, if you ever uh, 
play is the Bucks on Madden games. Whenever I, I play is the Bucks, I always pick the Cream I have. Set. I like the Road like Cream School. Honestly, the Road Top Cream School. I like that one. Yeah, I like I like that. But I mean, honestly, with the look, white, yeah, here's my thing. I'm cool with the Cream School coming back, but I can't deal with it every single week. Because mind you, I'm actually sitting in the stadium watching it in person. I can't sit there and watch that every single week. I just I, I I can't do it. I can't do it. But I mean, we we got different opinions on that. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not hating on the style. Like look, I'm cool style. with it. You bust it out maybe three times a year, and then you, and then you maybe maybe you wear it twice. Nah, bring back the cream stick. That is going to come back. And bring back the Oilers too as well. All them throwback jerseys. I want to see the Seahawks bust out they old they old look. The Tennessee Titans are going to be wearing the Houston Oilers throwback. Oh, with the uh, what is silver, navy, baby blue, and, and the uh, I want to see that the gray, yeah, them, them, them Steve, yeah, them them Steve Largent jerseys. I want to see slide, things nah, come back. I'm still trying to get me a hand on one of them, but I can't get one at stores because just going NFL.com. Ain't, ain't floated. Got a stack. Got a stack it up. But um, I'm sure you heard the news. Uh, Travis John. Travars Johnson passed away at the age of 36. He played with the Bills, the Vikings, and the Seahawks. He was the former Alabama. He was a former Alabama State and SWAC champion quarterback. Uh, he was also the current wide receiver coach at Tennessee State. So I mean, that was a very shocking and sad news. I believe it was a car accident. I'm not too sure, but uh, he'll be missed. He'll definitely be. Missed. I wish you would have got him as like a starting yeah. quarterback somewhere for like a couple of years. That's Sad. what I wish. Um, I mean, he he technically did start uh, for a year at uh, I think it was at least a year at in Seattle. Um, and yeah, I mean, you were a decent team, that, you know. Yeah, and that's that's disappointing. Something else is disappointing. It's Vaughn Miller has tested positive for the coronavirus, but he says that he's in good spirits and he's home resting. Uh, him I saw that, you know. uh, See, so like, th- think about it like that. Like, you going to really send out dudes without, like, what, Vaughn Miller? Like, come on. Yeah, I know, really. Yeah, I, I see what you no mean. Von Miller. I know what you mean. Yeah, you, you, you can't do that. That's You're playing a dangerous game. You got to make sure you're all good. See, exactly. My thing is, is, look, if this vaccine that they're talking about that Oxford College has found can go into effect in September, I'm cool with you pushing back the season a few weeks until September until you can get everybody vaccinated. You push, you get, you have to. Uh, you got to you have to push it back first. I'm fine you got to wait too. at least October. Because you have to actually see if the vaccine works. They're eighty percent sure. While yes, eighty is a high yeah. number, they're still twenty percent. I think of it like law. You have yep. to do it beyond a reason of doubt, especially if you're going to have large gatherings such uh, as the NFL. Because it ain't it ain't no it ain't no it ain't no ten people on the court. It ain't no. It ain't no just it's just twenty people on the court. These are yeah. teams with fifty-two yep. roster spots yes. each. And then you have assistant Trainers. coaches, you have Trainer. regular coaches, you got Team coordinators, doctors. you got trainers. Yeah. You got water boys. Like, come on, man. Ball boys, refs, 
It's a whole yeah. lot going yep, into. Yep, I agree. Uh, the NFL schedule is slated to be released on May 9th. It usually it's usually out by now. To be honest with you, the preseason schedule would have usually have been out by March, and then you know this in, the actual schedule would have been out by now in years. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A lot more absolutely. important things going on. Um, Leonard Fournette has been endorsing Cam Newton to Jacksonville. I would like to see Cam in Jacksonville. They gotta, build, they gotta build their offense up more and stop drafting a corner every year in the draft in the first round, but. I would like to see that. I would like to see him. You know what's funny? I'd like to see him in New England. I'm going to state this again. i like to see that man in New England. You'd like to see or I would like to see him with the Chargers. The Chargers they need, need him. They need, a, they they need, need that kind of star Tickets. power to pull That's in they, fans. Yeah. Exactly. And need to pull I in think Cam Newton can things like that. Cam will so, sell you tickets. Honestly. I don't know if a Justin Cam, Justin Herbert will sell you tickets too because he's from that side of the yeah. country, but he ain't gonna sell you tickets like. Oh yeah, of course. later on, exactly, exactly. Not now in his career. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but Jameis oh, Winston is criticized for his work ethic by Marcellus Wiley on the FS on the FS One show. Speak for yourself. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, he. He was he was jogging around the court and he Jameis has abs now. He's toned up his body and everything. He looks good. He looks in really good shape. Um, and Marcellus Wiley and the crew from Speak for Yourself on FS1 says that where was this at for the past five years, four or five years in Tampa? And I was like, wait a minute, hold up. This man has constantly been doing this. You guys are just not paying attention to this because he's out of a job. I mean, there's nothing else to do. You have to think about what goes into it. He's the he's the starting quarterback, supposed franchise quarterback of the Bucks. I mean, he has to do team chemistry. He has to do film. He has to do uh, work on uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, work on connection with his receivers and stuff like that. O line, all that. Like, I mean. Now he has no team. He's out of a job. Exactly. Like what, what let's, better to let's work kind of on slow down yourself? Plus two. I, I never understood the fact that how you how you gonna criticize somebody for their work ethic because he's doing too talking about he's doing too much and things like that. I was like, wait, hold up a minute. Cause now I'm just sitting here like, dude, it's I understand y'all never liked the guy. But like let's 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 hold up for a second. Cause now you're criti- now you're criticizing him for working hard. I mean, the only thing that I criticize him for is, one, the stupid behavior that he had when he first got in, and two, Wait, hold the on. glasses glass? thing. I mean, if you got to wear glasses, you got to wear glasses. Like, you've heard me talk about this before. He does, he can't, oh, he yeah. couldn't see before. Yeah, he He's always squinting oh, yeah, at something, yeah, right? Yeah. Wear some goggles. Yeah, I know. That's why he finally Wear got visor, LASIK. Something. But the thing about it was he wasn't, he wasn't old enough to get LASIK. Yeah, but I know. That's I'm true. saying, though, before that, he could have taken I, other I, I, steps. I agree with that. And you can't say that nobody yeah. does that. Yeah, you right. We've seen it done before. That's why we know about it. You're right. But now... The the is coming, 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 co
And my trivia question today is, can you name two individuals, one from the NBA, one from the NFL, in their college careers, they won the national championship. And the next year, when they started their pro careers, they won the world championships. Can you name those two individuals? Thank you. This is The Bug, and I am out. And there it is. Uh, if you know the answer to The Bug's trivia question, uh, comment below on this video. And as always, you know, that's going to do it for us. I'm Jay Peeps. And I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Running Gun Podcast. Oh, if you're listening on Anchor, if you're listening on Spotify, or if you're listening through. You're listening on YouTube, uh, uh, Twitter. What else we got? We got a whole bunch of things. Uh, regardless, if you want to get in contact with us, hit us up at Penalty Talk at G. Wait, no, it's not. At Throw it's Flags on Instagram. At it's Penalty at Throw Flags Talk on, on Instagram. all our platforms. But it's Penalty Talk on Facebook and on Twitter. At Throw Flags on Instagram. And uh, if you ever need to hit yes, us up, yes, uh, yes. flag and on the place too, sports at on gmail.com. Uh, like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Everything. Yeah, um, the, the the preseason breakdowns and stuff, that's ooh, still going to go on as planned so far. Help us make money so mm-hmm. we can hold out for a contract. Yeah, no. I'm I'm getting that Stephen A deal. I'm getting that Stephen A deal. I'm not going to argue. You won't get me the Tony Romo deal. Y'all take care. Y'all stay safe. Stay blessed. We'll see you on the next episode. I'm going to call my agent. Now they got me in the middle feeling like a man whore. Especially the big girl. Big girls need love too. No discrimination in this world. So keep your hands off my cheeks. Let me study how you ride the beat. You big freak. Skinny slim women got the camel toe within them. You can hump them, lift them, bend them. Give them something to remember. Hell out timber when you fall through the chop shop. Take a deep breath and exhale. Your ex-girlfriend, boyfriend was boring as hell. But let me listen to the story you tell. And we can make moves like a person in jail. On the low-ho. All night, man. Oh,